and I think I got that's what I wake up with every day. Yeah. Genuinely, it's like a feeling of like tiredness and excitement. You know, that's that's mm. kind of my little world. That's not necessarily the twenty thousand foot view, but I think that's where I'm at right now. I feel like um, I'm changing shape, and that's the only way I can think to say it. Like I'm just actually changing shape. Like I'm somehow getting bigger and wider and deeper at the same time. Like just personally, that's what the feeling is. And it's just, it's such a, it's just such a fundamental question. It's almost like, and so what does that mean? What does that mean in terms of what, uh, how I'm working, the roles I take on, the approach I take, um, you know, what, where is the space for this new bigger me in our work? And how do I show up with this new shape? You're listening to Find the Outside, the podcast. I'm Tuesday Ryan Hart. And I am Tim Merry. This week on the podcast, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary. That's right. Woo! One year in. One year in. One year into the outside as a business. And so this week, we have several questions we're going to answer that have been submitted to us about what it's like to be a year in to running this experiment that we're in called The Outside, Tim. You up for it? Right. And uh, while totally... And like even using the word experiment just feels crazy to me. I like I know we started this thing saying, okay, we're going to give it two years and we're going to see how it goes. And we'll just run some little experiments and like test out this whole systems thinking with equity <laughs> at the center thing. <laughs> You're right. You remember those days when it all just felt like some little experiment we were running. And then suddenly, you know, we have landed, uh, you know, three really significant major long-term pieces of work um, in the US, Canada, and, and Europe. Well, four really, with two in Europe, actually, if you think about the work in Sweden. So uh, so, I w- so I would say it's rapidly gone from experiment into, into actualization over the last year, you know, though in some ways it still feels like we're experimenting because we're doing all of this incredible work and at the same time building all of the infrastructure and structure behind a business to be able to tackle that scale of work. So it's this, it's been this mad, mad year, hasn't it? It has been. Yes. I had, I, I specifically called it an experiment because I wanted to remind us that that's how we started. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, you know, we'll just give this a try, right? No, you know, yeah. no, yeah, no real, pressure. exactly. No commitment, no pressure. We're just going to try this and see what happens. Yeah. And here we are yeah. a year in. I know. And I do think there's going to be this interesting moment because we've got a retreat together in May, mm-hmm. y- you know, where we're going to get to like stop and be like, what just happened? Um, but I also think that come the end of this year, this calendar year, mm-hmm. we're going to, I think, I hope, I feel like our calendars are going to give us just enough of a breather to stop and be like, where are we at? Where did we come from? And where are we going? And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but Definitely, we're one year in on our birthday here, and our podcast has invited us to do that. And we are also right in the middle of it, my 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 friendly listeners. So we don't necessarily <laughs> we we don't necessarily have the twenty thousand foot view, but we'll do our best to answer the questions as we can. That's right. Okay, so the first question: What are one or two of your highlights from the first year of the outside? What would you give us one or two highlights, Tim? I think one of my highlights was flying to Europe to do a pitch for a massive piece of work, (laughs) you not being (laughs) able to be there, and Ah. then 
and Deborah, who we were working with on that project, not being able to be there. So the two of you coming in by Zoom and uh, we're in the room pitching this like huge piece of work with this big international client um, and like Zoom wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right we couldn't get you guys to come in properly over the stream so eventually you had to call in over the telephone mm. and and um and then in the midst of all of that somehow that one hour that we had with those people going really well yeah you know that them like us getting into some really good conversation with them them really pushing back on our approach mm -hmm. and then us being able to take a stand for it in the room um there was something, I mean, so that was just like this really crazy moment where we kind mm -hmm. of went, I, I was like, oh my God, I'm flying off to Europe to go do this for three days to do a one hour pitch on like, you know, in the room with people. <laughs> there was this kind of like the whole thing felt so surreal in some ways, you know? And um, so that's been, that was one of my highlights, I think, was just that whole, the, I mean, it's a highlight, but it was also the whole weirdness of that experience, I guess. Absolutely. Oh, that's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. Um, let me see. What would I say is a highlight? I would actually probably have said our second trip uh, to Europe where we actually met with two different clients in a bit of a whirlwind. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. And so it was, and it was kind of going, uh, for me, why it was a highlight, it was kind of the extremes of our work. They were both large systems work with equity at the center, but mm. the contexts were so radically different. I almost felt like I had whiplash, right? So it was like, right? So it was going to like a, a highly bureaucratic, hierarchical, large organization to try to integrate this approach into what they, they were doing. And so kind of having a very intense, but good, very good day together and then flying on a plane and going to Sweden, which uh, had almost no kind of um, uh, framework to it, right? So we go from highly bureaucratic, highly institutionalized to completely emergent in the in the community, kind of what will this be? Um, and right. just really different folks. Like it just felt like, you know, in, in three days, we were working with really different folks with really different perspectives. Um, and in, but in some ways trying to do the same kind of thing. And so that kind of, and then of course we flew to Canada after that and worked with the other big project um, and which was established, right? And so yeah. there was like this period of like nine days of it felt like the real breadth of our work just unfolding uh, last December. And I would say that was a highlight also because it was December and we just started the company in March. And so it was like six yeah. months in, you know, there's all of this happening that's wildly different from each other and yet still has that through thread of systems change and equity i love it i really love it i keep having this flashback to um was it thunder bay where we were doing where we were doing that work and we were uh um, and uh, oh, we yes. we stayed we stayed an extra couple of days we did and like the, the place had a sauna and a pool and we just used that and I think that was the place that we really made the decision to go for it. That's right. Oh. You know? And I don't know why when you were talking, I kept having this image of like us, like having like had a swim and had a run and had a sauna and then sitting down and like mapping out what we think a model for kind right. of like systems change and equity at the center might be. And then us looking at each other and saying, well, are we going to do this or what? And then saying, yeah, let's just, let's go for it. Right. You know, right. and we had just been doing some work there with uh, indigenous and non-indigenous youth, right, around the mm -hmm. kind of uh, the, the fractures in their community. And anyway. That's yeah. right. That was such a beautiful three days with them. Right. 
And right. then, yeah, and just to take the time to actually think it through. Huh, we might be onto something. I'm looking forward to our next retreat then. Right. What will, right. What will come out of that? All right. The next question we got was, how has this launch year felt? Mm. Oh. Mm. Well, I, th- I just think it's like a mixture of stuff, right? It's like a whole mixed bag of like super exciting, thrilling, you mm-hmm. know, like thrilling, like a roller coaster thrilling. Mm-hmm. you know and then um uh uh and then uh, exhausting mm-hmm. like t- I'm, like, I'm tired like we're giving it and we're giving it on multiple fronts you know mm-hmm. and um both of us both of us are in like big leaps in our own personal yes. journeys i feel like you know and uh and uh you know we're both doing work within our families and we're both going through major change uh in kind of our work and our calling yeah. and how we under how we yeah. understand our work but then also in the delivery of it you know so i feel like it's so it's all fronts you know mm-hmm. and uh and, and i think we're fairly up for it human beings right so we call mm-hmm. that in to some extent mm-hmm. and also it's 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 tiring so there's a there's a mixture of like oh, this is awesome mm-hmm. and like I am really tired. So I th- <laughs> and I think I got, that's what I wake up with every day. Yeah. Genuinely. It's like a feeling of like tiredness and excitement. You know, that's, that's mm. kind of my little world. That's not necessarily the 20,000 foot view, but I think that's where I'm at right now from straight. Yeah. How about you? How's it feeling? Well, that sounds right on target to me. I think, um, yeah, I think I like thrilling feels like the right word. It feels um, invigorating in a lot of ways. Mm. Like I get on and I look at what we're doing and I'm like, yeah. And like, Oh, how am I going to, you know, there's like, it feels like there's not one bit of the work that I'm just kind of like sleepwalking through, right? Like every moment it's like, what, you know, what's it going to be? How's it going to be? How do I need to respond? So it feels invigorating and, um, enlivening in that way. And, um, and in some ways, um, daunting, really daunting. We've taken on quite a bit. And, um, and so if I can get into the headspace of being daunted, I think that's why it's been so helpful for us to do this together. Because when I feel daunted, I think I told you yesterday, like, I'm feeling a bit insecure about this particular piece, right? And I can just like, I don't actually have to keep that insecurity or that uh, concern in my head, right? I can just like talk it out with you. I think that's why the partnership mm. is so important because the daunting doesn't last. Right. And, no. and you're right. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like I'm aware of that. I feel like I'm aware of like the invigorating, exciting, enlivening part of it. And I'm aware of the being daunted, uh, being close to my own edge of being able to handle. Right. Um, and, uh, just the pace of it has been quite accelerated this year. How does that translate into the questions you're carrying at the moment? Kind of as a, as a practitioner, as a kind of person, as a human being, mm. you know, like, um, how does that translate into questions for you? What, what do you think is the edge that you're exploring? Yeah, well, I think, you know, and, and you said, you know, both of us have lots of changes happening in all areas of our life. And so for me, uh, the real, the like, kind of like the core question right now is I feel like, um, I'm changing shape and that's the only way I can think to say it. Like I'm just actually changing shape. Like I'm somehow getting, um, uh, bigger and wider and deeper at the same time. Like just personally, that's what the feeling is. Um, 
And so, uh, and it's just, it's such a, it's just such a fundamental question. It's almost like, and so what does that mean? What does that mean in terms of what, uh, how I'm working, the roles I take on, the approach I take, um, you know, what, where is the space for this new bigger me in our work? And how does, how does how do I show up with this new shape? I wish I could be um, clearer than that about my question, but like absolutely in every area of my life, as I take this new shape, new mm. things. I think it's actually like you said. I think it's calling in new things, right? It's calling in new leadership. It's calling in um, new roles and responsibility. And so I'm like trying to figure out this new shape I'm in while doing new work. And so I, you can see me if you could see me. Tim can see me. I feel like um. I feel like I'm almost like physically bigger. And so like, how do you navigate a physically bigger shape um, in the work? And I, I think I take up more space. I think I, you know, uh, I think I am more um, certain and more clear. And what does that mean in your work? Like, how do you bring some of that certainty and clarity to work, which is ultimately emergent? and participatory, right? <laughs> so that'd be one of my questions. I know that wasn't super clear, but it's that's the question I'm in. Well, I'm uh, I'm loving working with the emerging new shape of mm. Tuesday, mm. just so you know. Yeah, and I think my questions, I, I have questions like that, I think, that are similar in terms of like my emergence and my understanding of myself and my impact and my work and my lineage. And, and so that's all there, but I actually just to kind of like, I also have pretty big questions or questions that I'm thinking about in terms of like how we structure this business, mm. right? How do we mm -hmm. not become a big studio? How do yeah. we really stay, uh, stay, uh, like nimble and adaptive and connected and network based. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because we're now mm -hmm. we're now pulling together teams of outrageously competent and brilliant right. people. Right. I mean, I mean, just like amazing people. You yeah. know, and it's like, what's just enough structure to hold that? You know, mm -hmm. how, like just even going through the contracting process of our, you know, working with the working with our lawyer and our contracts although they're standard contracts, not actually reflecting our worldview at all. Right. So how do we shift our contracts into collaboration? Like how does the structure we build around us really reflect the kind of values and approach and heart of who we are and what we're trying to bring into the world and the work? And uh, so I think that's a, one of the big questions for me that I'm, I'm just trying to wrap myself around. And I feel like I, we are making some pretty major mistakes there, but we're learning a lot, you mm -hmm. know, and um and uh, so I'm loving, I'm loving that piece of the work as well as this kind of like development of ourselves and our relationship to each other, but also this thing yeah, that we started, but in some ways is happening to us now. <laughs> and, uh, and how do we make sure that happens in a way that's aligned with the foundational DNA and doesn't just like default into standard contracts yes. or default into standard organizational structures or default into standard team practices? How is it something that really remains fresh and true. I, I love that, Tim, because one of the things you and I were talking about recently is kind of like this kind of just thinking forward, what would we like to see, right? Mm, mm. And I said, you know, when I think forward about the outside, um, what I'd like to see is um, us with the folks we work with, like 
having a glass of champagne, celebrating work really well done and feeling good about being together, like feeling like we did that and um, and kind of loving each other more and being there for each other more. And so that for me is one of the questions. It's, it's like, what is the structure that supports that? And how are we fundamentally as the outside team, right? Not getting to be a big shop, not the outside is a big consulting firm, but as a team, how are we together, right? How are we getting the work done together? How are we not defaulting? How are we staying together, right? So there's so many pieces going in different projects. How are we staying together? How are we knitting ourselves? I mean, and I think, you know, a lot of that comes from you and I staying knitted together. Um, And so that's one of my questions, like as the work accelerates, as it gets more complex, as we have to separate to get it done, how do we make sure that we're knitted together well so that our team, and how are we attending to our team in a way that helps us stay knitted together? Yeah, because so much of our work has been you and me delivering it. And then sometimes we've had people coming in to support us. But now we're working with teams of six or seven. Yeah. You know, and so suddenly I think that's been one of the learnings, isn't it? Particularly Mm -hmm. over the last few months of like, oh, we need to we need to pay real attention to making sure that you and I Mm -hmm. get time together as as business partners, but also just as friends. Yeah. In the midst of all the work, because like yeah. that's the foundation upon which this whole thing was built, you know, and so we've just started being like, okay, yeah, we need to pay attention to that and support that, you know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, I was thinking this morning, you know, that you know, really for the first time, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a, be able to write an email that to our team that starts, dear outsiders. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Because it yeah. feels like we're we're beginning to build the constellation of outsiders that are mm-hmm. going to support this work, and I'm sure it's going to expand and change and evolve over time. Mm-hmm. But we're beginning we're beginning to get a sense of what it means to be outsiders beyond just you and I. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's a big one. So as we think ahead, what is as you go forward? What would be the thing that you're most looking forward to as we go forward? And what might be a thing that you're trembling about or fearful about as we look forward? I'm trembling about the uh, scale and speed that we're growing, Mm. you know? So like, yeah. So like, what's the next huge invitation that's just around the corner? right that's the thing that's like i'm like what's the next one because i you know and so i think that's the thing i'm trembling about it's like the and 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 you know we've always said that we want to build in response to need yeah and we've just launched this kind of idea commitment between mm-hmm. us that we want to manifest into the outside but my goodness there must be a need because we're now completely flat out we're at capacity mm-hmm. you know um and so my nervousness is like, what's the next big thing that's going to come? And then bizarrely, like, who was I talking to? It was Broner I was talking to as well as you about, um, I think one of the things I'm really looking forward to is, is is that piece I was saying earlier is like, what's the organizational structure here? Like, how do we build an organizational container that reflects our worldview, that like nurtures our people, that is outrageously generous, mm-hmm. but delivers really solid, amazing work for the common good? You, you know what I mean? With major institutions and local collaboratives and so i'm just i'm I'm excited for the building of this thing i don't even Mm. want to say organization because i'm not sure we're building an organization i think we're building something else i think we're building a you know a networked emergent phenomena Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a perfect way to sell it, isn't it? What are you? Well, we're a networked emergent phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd, well, I'd love to hire you then. Yeah, that sounds great. Sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're in, we're in, we're an NEP. Um. So uh. So anyway. So. 
<laughs> so I think that's that, that's my trembling and that's my excitement. Mm-hmm. I think, funnily enough, how about you? Where are you at? So I so I just want to highlight one of the reasons I like to work with you so much is we hardly ever have the same kind of answer, right? I feel like they're always aligned, but they're never never the same. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think um, you know the the fear, the trembling I'm sitting with is really about uh, the pace of the work and the travel of the work. You know, I'm kind of mm-hmm. newly on my own with my kids. And um, and I just want to make sure that when I have my children with me, which is 50% of the time, that I'm completely available to them. And so the, uh, the, the way that we're working, the hours that we're keeping um, are challenging that, right? So, you know, that's something for me. I don't want to look back and say I built this amazing body of work, but somehow my kids felt like they were not a part of that or weren't as important in that. And in some ways it's gotten easier, right? I can travel when they're with their dad and uh, that helps. But I just want to really notice when I'm home and with them that they have the bulk of my attention so that my work and my work in the world, although of course I do it on behalf of them and our whole family, um, doesn't feel like it's the priority, right? So just for me, there's a fear around the the pace and the acceleration and and, and paying attention to my children in the way that I need to uh, and want to and am committed to. So, you know, the travel piece especially, I think is what, what has it, has my attention right now. And then the, um, the thing that I'm most looking forward to um, is, fuck, the work is exciting. Isn't it? Exciting, right? So cool. And it's so cool. Which is probably also part of my fear because the work is super exciting. And so like I want, Mm. I mean, like I can feel myself going toward it. And I just feel like, oh, who knows what's next? I don't know. I couldn't have guessed this year. Uh, And so I'm just most looking forward to seeing what the work will be um, and just trying to make sure that I keep that well, well balanced and that, you know, my kids are central. Oh, I love that. I'm with you. We're on March break here, you know, and so I've been like, trying to work half days because we came down to my brother and sister in North place. So I'm kind of working, trying to work half days and then be with the kids the other half. And it, yeah, it just feels like a juggling act at the moment, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Cool. So it's worth saying that one of our core principles in the launch of the outside was around family, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that we, we, we really wanted this organization to, uh, kind of like uphold and support our ability to be with our families and not to be something that overtook. Right. Right. And so I think that's something we're, we're really having to figure out right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're right in the midst of figuring that out and figuring out how we implement that kind of like foundational principle. We both really stand by it, you know, and I think that's got to be part of the reflection in May, you know, yep. and part of our reflection at the end of the calendar year of like, and part of our organizational design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. How is how how do those principles really live based upon what we've learned for the first it's going to be two and a half years of launch, you know, or two years of launch, eighteen months, eighteen months, whatever it is. That like, what have we learned that we need to shift, or we need to redesign, or we need to build in, or the parameters we need to put around what we take and how much we take, and all of that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward yeah. to that reflection. And I just, I guess I feel like I should say, you know, it's not, I mean, we will reflect in May and we'll reflect at the end of the year, but this is obviously an ongoing reflection. And so like even just to name, like, you know, one of the things you've done is you've taken some like pockets of time, right? Yeah. Just, like just taking them off. And so then, um, you know, it's like, oh, but that's why we work in partnership. So that I'll get yeah. a pocket of time in August. Like we're already planning for me to be gone for a month in August. Like you were gone for almost a month in January and you'll be gone in May. Like, so we're, yeah. I think I just want to be clear, like we're already 
thinking about it. Um, and that's I also I think part of the benefit of having this partnership is if we're both, you know, kind of leads, then the other lead can actually take a break at some point and be be like with your family. Mate, on so many levels, there is just no way I could be doing this work without you. Mm. Like on so like on the yeah. level of like the friendship and the ability to hold each other in our own confusion or overexcitement or, right. you know, <laughs> we, we, we were just talking about that before we got on this call, you know, let alone just the practical organizing of our lives so we can meet all the different needs of the people, let alone the meeting the needs of the client. I mean, I just, there's just no way I could be doing this alone. Just yeah. it's, it would be unbearable. Yeah, it would be unbearable. That's a great yeah. word, Im- unbearable and impossible. And I love, I mean, and I think it's just a really good point. Like we have to hold each other in the overwhelm of what of things to do and share that. But also, I think we we both have a tendency towards excitement. We have to, hold, you know yeah. what I mean? I think that that's true. Like we have yeah. to be like, wait a second, hold on. Like both of us have to do that for each other because we both could just get totally carried away. We're running on in time. So two, 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 the two last questions down there. So mm-hmm. what was the favorite podcast from this year? I am not good at favorites. I just want to <laughs> say that I'm not good at it. Both of my kids are my favorite. Like, I just like, I feel like I'm not, I'm not good at favorites. So like, I, I, what, 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 I have, re- you, what have you enjoyed about the podcast? Okay, I reject year? that question, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. what have I enjoyed about the, like, I was actually just thinking, like, I was like, oh, was it the depth podcast or was it the limiting beliefs podcast? I love both of those. And then I was like, oh, but wait, I love the interviews. <laughs> um, so I think what I have enjoyed about the podcast, like the thread, like my, my favorite thing about the podcast, uh, rather than a favorite episode, uh, would be how it gives us time to reflect together out, out Mm -hmm. loud. Like it just like, I feel, I hear us saying things that I think we know, but we haven't spoken. And so it's just like this time to kind of understand my own knowing about what's happening and, and to share that with you in a really ongoing way. Um, and so I, love that. And so it just has different flavors, like whether we're sharing what we know. I mean, the depth and the listening, limiting beliefs were two of my, two of my real favorites, but then I just love the interviews too, because those are surprising. Yeah. Yeah, They're so cool. I I mean, I don't have much to add other than I echo you. And and one of the kind of really fun things about the podcast for me has been, um, so Gabrielle, who we're working with, and she does a lot of the kind of uh, evaluative and developmental evaluation work to support the kind of bigger systems change stuff we do. Um, And so I was sitting down with her and I was debriefing after one of our last meetings, you know, and I was like, you know, you know, one of the things about, you know, having been raised in institutions and she kind of interrupted me, she said, you know, there's this really awkward moment right now where I actually know a lot about you because I <laughs> listen to the podcast and you don't need to tell me all about that. Cause you've, I, I know most of that and you, you know, <laughs> she did it a lot more gracefully and beautifully than that, obviously, because <laughs> she's amazing. But like, there's, there's this thing where like, we're, you know, we are, we're, li- we're live talking to each other yeah. often about things that are really significant either to our work or to ourselves. Um, and, uh, and so there's these beautiful moments where suddenly people know things about you that uh, that you wouldn't expect otherwise you know anyway I loved it and it was an incredible conversation with Gabrielle that day last thing mm-hmm. looking back what advice would you give to yourself on this day last year oh my goodness <laughs> oh can I go mine yeah. would be like eat eat well <laughs> <laughs> eat well sleep well you know yeah 
enjoy your children. Mm, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Just like whatever you get, fully enjoy and eat well and sleep well, Tim Mary. Oh, I love it's, it. Because it's because it's going to be a ride for eighteen months, bud. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I would just say like relax. Like you're not going to have it all figured out, but you're going to have enough figured out. Right. Just, you know, you just have, you know, just like what we say, like you have just enough to know how to go forward. Not a whole lot more than that, but enough. So I think, yeah, it's been quite a year friend. Mate. Yeah. And I feel like it's been quite a year and like, here we go. I feel like we're doing this kind of like summary podcast in the midst of not being in the midst of like nowhere near summary. That's right. Do you have a poem? Andy? I do. I do have a poem. Uh, I have could, a song. I could do a song. Okay. Well, I'm the songs I'm choosing from are Functions on the Low by Rough Squad. Okay. Towing the Line by Ben Howard or Carla, My Friend by Amanaz. But I think I'm going to go for Functions on the Low by Rough Squad. Because when I was in Costa Rica, that was the song that I kind of like summarized that trip for me. And it's this super mellow um, uh, uh, tune out of England. Um, and, uh, and it was just fantastic to have on in the background while I was like chopping up pineapple for my kids for breakfast. And so every time I listen to it, it kind of brings back that relax you know it's like a little bit of me just closes my mind and and disappears with the tune and loves it so i'll I'll, you know i'll I'll gift that into everybody's life for a little bit it's uh functions on the low by rough squad Enjoy the tune, folks. All right, poem. So um, my poem today um, is absolutely one of my like all-time favorites. Um, it's by Lucille Clifton, and it's called Won't You Celebrate With Me? And so the, the reason I picked it is because she talks about like completely making her life right? And so I feel like that's in some ways, you know, the, the link for me is like, that's what we're doing. We're just completely making what the outside is just, you know, so won't you celebrate with me by Lucille Clifton? Won't you celebrate with me what I've shaped into a kind of life? I had no model born in Babylon, both non-white and woman. What did I see to be except myself? I made it up here on this bridge between starshine and clay my one hand holding tight, my other hand. Come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. I just love that one. Thank you. Yeah. So here's to making it up for another year, my friend. Absolutely. In good company. Yeah. Mm. Well... That's it for this episode of Find the Outside the Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes of the podcast are available every second Tuesday. If you'd like to get in touch with us about something you've heard on the show, you can reach us at podcast at findtheoutside.com. 
You can find links to any of the resources, the poems, books, songs we mentioned during the show in the show notes for this episode over at findtheoutside slash podcast or in the description of the podcast in the podcast app you're listening to us on. You can find the song we played in today's show. In fact, I'll put all three songs on the <laughs> on the uh, on the playlist. But Mark will only play the functions on the low here. And uh, every song we've played in all the previous show is on the playlist on Spotify too. Just search "Find the Outside" on Spotify playlists, and you'll find us there. Uh, there's also a link at findtheoutside.com/podcast. This episode was edited and produced by Mark Coffin at Soundgood Studio. And the theme music for "Find the Outside" podcast is by one of my musical mentors, Gary Blakemore. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.